daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to the Invest in Her series, where we are always talking to female founders and funders. And today we have on an incredible entrepreneur. Her name is Rachel McCrary. She is the founder of RX Bra. Welcome, Rachel. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great. And I know you're normally here in West Hollywood, but today we're talking to you from North Carolina, where you're originally from. Yes, that's right. I'm originally from Wilmington, North Carolina. I live in West Hollywood now. Awesome. Well, I am excited to talk about your new innovative product. And of course, my show is always based on the fact that there are so many incredible women out there with game-changing ideas like yours, uh, and they have a hard time getting funding. Um, and so I want to talk about your successful path and you know, your journey to success, because you will definitely be an inspiration to others out there uh, that have innovative ideas. Uh, so first of all, um, how did you come up with this RX Bra idea? And tell the audience what the RX Bra is about your infrared technology threads uh, that uh, you're patenting. And, um, you know, I, I know you're actually a designer that went to fit them. And uh, I'm sure there's people out there that, um, you know, have done the same and, and, and would love to hear about your journey. So tell us how this got started and how you came up with this idea and what exactly this product is. Oh gosh, um, yeah, sure. So uh, first of all, the RX bra is a medically effective bra that's also cute and comfortable. It has far infrared yarn. So similar to an infrared sauna, it um, increases blood flow and circulation, which promotes healing and oxygenation in the skin so that she heals faster. So we actually take the infrared yarn, or I'm sorry, we take the infrared and infuse it into ceramic, break it up into a powder and permanently bond it to the yarn. And then the yarn, as opposed to making a fabric, is put right into the machine. And I put calculations into a very large computer and it spits out a finished garment so that there's no cutting and sewing and like stitches and extra thread so that it's so smooth. Because after you've undergone any kind of breast augmentation, um, I'm sure you can imagine if you have an incision or something, you would want something just like really smooth and comfortable. And then the infrared increases the circulation so that um, you have less swelling, less stretch marks and bruising. Uh, and then after you have your bandages taken off, it can decrease scarring over time. That's amazing. And, you know, I know a lot of people that have had this type of uh, procedures or surgery and would definitely benefit from this. I can't wait to tell them about it. It's incredible. How did you come up with this? I mean, you're a designer. I get that you designed it, but this sounds so intricate and, uh, you know, it, almost like uh, engineering or scientific uh, uh, or, or a technology, like, how, did you team up with people that helped you create that? 
Yeah, so 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 I did, uh, but I also I'm a lingerie expert. So I lived in Asia doing product development, design, and sourcing, and working with every component of a bra for about 15 years. Oh wow! So I was doing everything from designing components, sourcing them, try, trying them, doing quality control, fitting them on different sizes of women from from pre preteen to uh, to more mature women. Um, you know, so when it comes to, to bras, it's sort of like, you know, uh, you know, where to get all the components that you can get on the planet. And, you know, a couple of people asked me, you know, what should I wear after I've had bra augmentation? Um, so I started thinking about it and I didn't really think that it was as much in the construction as more into, you know, what could actually help them. So my team and I started, you know, speaking with uh, some plastic surgeons about what could be helpful. Um, and, you know, infrared seemed to be helpful in healing overall. Um, it's used in other types of, um, you know, healing bandages maybe or, or something like that. So, um, so yeah, so we teamed up with a yarn scientist that has been uh, making, you know, different types of yarn with scientific technical components for a while. Um, you know, and played around with it for a while and then, you know, yeah, just, uh, just came up with the best, um, solution for the bra, made some prototypes, um, started fitting them on various women who had had different types of breast augmentation, um, you know, to see what their response was and, you know, how it fit, uh, and just perfected the, the garment over time. And then here we are. Infrared is also excellent for, uh, maternity, um, and, uh, when you're nursing. Um, your breasts can be really sore or swollen and just feel uncomfortable at that time and also change size frequently. And the seamless design and the infrared are just really comfortable uh, during that time. So we naturally got a lot of feedback from uh, lactating and um, pregnant women, you know, that this was just like the most comfortable bra they had ever worn. Uh, and then infrared is is healthy, you know, while we were developing the bra with the scientists, we just learned about the benefits of infrared and our far infrared. And, um, you know, it's just, it's not just for people that have had breast augmentation. It's really healthy for everyone. So, um, you know, I've actually never had breast augmentation. I wear it to, to yoga and on airplanes. Um, you know, when you're on a flight, you don't have as much circulation as you might, you know, typically have. Uh, and then, you know, it's just really comfortable for during yoga or hiking. Uh, I know the girls at, at Goop wear it. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of our friends, uh, a lot of our friends wear it. So we just call it like the healthy bra. <laughs> yeah, it says it sounds like it perpetuates good health. So besides these specific uses like nursing or breast augmentation, that anyone could wear it, and that that is fascinating. What what you're doing? I mean, everybody thinks a bra is a bra, but yours is really a standout. And um, when you were working on these bras like overseas and stuff was that your own company or were you working with somebody learning that industry both uh i worked for large companies uh and i over the course of my career over a 20-year period i've worked for large corporate companies and i've also had my own companies so as a serial entrepreneur which you told me you are um if someone is watching or listening and uh they have a great idea or product would you suggest that path that you took like work for a company that does something in that niche to learn the business and learn how to manufacture and distribute and then go over and start your own like was that the path you took 
Um, yeah, I, I believe so. I was always an entrepreneur at heart. When I was in high school, I had entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, but definitely, you know, like anything, there, there's a learning curve and there's more to it than you would think. So it's always really great to, to, to learn at a job where you can learn from multiple different, you know, areas of the business because, you know, for example, like fashion design is not just fashion design. It's also sourcing and raw material componentry, dyeing, grading, marking, cutting. There's different computer programs that you need to know. Uh, there's budgets that need to be done preliminary for, you know, both the, you know, prototypes and for the production run to see if it's even mathematically possible. Um, there's marketing and branding, and there's just so many things that go, that go into it, like any business. But you know, learning all of that and really understanding, like, what those other things are, you know, in some other type of, of job or role um, is advantageous. There are a few exceptions. Like I do know some people that have not done that, but most of the people that I mentor or have met that have, you know, just started without any prior experience really get, you know, wake up call, you know, as, as far as like what, what goes into all of that. Um, I love that. So you mentor other women. I, I love women that give back and help other women once they've been successful. Um, one of the things that we always talk about is how uh, there's not a lot of, um, there's not enough female funders and there's great products out there like this um, that, you know, maybe men don't relate to. So if you're sitting down and you're talking to a panel of investors and pitching and half the time it's all white men, uh, it can be a challenge if they don't identify with you and the product, which is why we're always perpetuating the idea that there needs to be more female angel investors and that more women need to get into that if we're ever going to level the playing field. I was just thinking today, wouldn't it be so interesting to sit down and have 10 women potential investors instead of just 10 male investors, uh, which it normally is. It would be nice if we could flip that and we're definitely on a mission to get more women to be investors. How did you get your initial investing? Did you finance this yourself? Did you get investors involved in it? How did you get your funding to get going? This particular business for RX Bra, we did a very tiny friends and family round in the very beginning and then didn't do anything else. I mean, I'm talking like under $50,000, you know, Wow. Um, we kept in this case, which doesn't always work in this case, we just took all of the revenue and just kept putting it back in until it grew and grew and grew. Um, which was hard. And my business part, I have two, two co-founders. There's three of us. Uh, we all have a lot of business and entrepreneurial experience, um, you know, so I don't know if everybody can, can do that. And I think it depends on, you know, what you're doing. I have had several other uh, funded startups before. Um, I was a solo female founder uh, at, at, at them. Uh, and then there are a couple that I mentored that I helped fundraise for that, that had men involved as well. Um, I would say that uh, when it comes to pitching women's products to men, um, if you ever need me to write a PhD thesis on that, I can, I can execute that for you uh, because I've always had uh, you know, women's products for the most part. I did advise and operate uh, at, a, at a digital bank for, for a year, but other than that, I've mostly done women's products. So, um, you know, I, I, there are some things that, that I, that I have learned, um, and rather than sort of like complain about the climate and, and all of that, um, 
I, you know, I like to give people sound bites of what can be helpful to them. Um, you know, I have raised uh, both angel and, and venture capital from men for my women's products before. Uh, one thing that I would say is important when doing that is to know your audience. If you can do research ahead of time, do that. If you can't be, be good at reading the room really fast and understand what makes somebody, uh, interested and what makes them, uh, intellectually curious. So is that your entrepreneurial story? Some, some investors, they just want to hear that like heartfelt passion. Some do not at all. They just want to know about financials. When am I going to see a return? Are you profitable? If not, when? Exactly what month and year? Um, you know, and, and what do those margins look like, both net and gross? And, and just be prepared to rattle all of that off at a moment's notice at any time. Um, are they someone who is going to follow other investors or do they like to take the lead? You know, just gather as much information as possible and then learn to pivot your pitch quickly. I see over and over again, I've judged about, you know, I don't know, I've pitched probably a couple hundred pitch competitions myself and I've judged a couple hundred. I would say a big mistake that people make is they kind when they get to the questions part, they have this thing that they want to get out. And they're just like dying to you. Don't do that. Just listen. And when someone asks you a question, just answer the question and then stop talking. Don't over answer the question and go on to like a story because they're waiting to, to ask something else. And the more questions they can, answer, they can ask and the more you can answer a rapid fire, the more information that they're looking for, they will receive. Let them lead that conversation. And if you're sitting in a one-on-one -on -one meeting, do the same. If they're, if they're kind of like going like this and trying to get something in, just stop talking and let them ask and let the conversation goes where, where it goes. You may love to talk about your journey and like what happened to you, but if they just want to go into finances, just be ready to just talk about that. Um, I would say that a lot of people just have it in their head. Maybe they've taken a pitch class and there's like this format or like a meeting format and they think they need to stick to that. But in real life, it just is really like really listening and having like a real back and forth conversation where you're present and you're just really listening to what it is and fill their energy of what they, what they would really like to hear. Um, well, yeah. nobody's going to be giving better advice than this because you have done a couple hundred pitches. That mm -hmm. is amazing. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure that it's like anything, practice makes perfect and nothing is going to give you a better handle on it than to pitch, pitch, pitch. Uh, obviously, that's what's made you a pro at it. And uh, there's, there's nothing like getting that type of, um, you know, practice at it to, to make it work. Your advice is great about bobbing and weaving. I know what you're saying. People have these pat things that they want to say or get across. And it's uh, so important. Yeah, I don't care if you're doing a pitch or you're doing a podcast. It's important to listen and go with the flow of what's taking place in the moment. I'm a big believer in that. Well, thanks for sharing, uh, you know, these tidbits, because I do think there's a lot of women out there that want to pitch, but they're afraid because they don't know how to put together the pitch deck or they don't know, um, you know, how to pitch or what investors are looking for. And I like using this platform to learn from people like yourself that have done this a lot. Um, so did you say you've also uh, been on pitch panels? Do you invest in other women? 
Uh, I have not yet. I have, um, uh, you know, given a lot of uh, complimentary help and advice uh, and hands-on help, like, you know, real help, not just blurbs um, many times. And also to, to men, I'm a teacher at the Startup Boost in Santa Monica. Um, so I help them with their pitch and just sort of like early stage startup endeavors. Uh, and I have, um, you know, judged and pitch competitions because I've won a few. Uh, I do think I will be uh, a, an angel investor or possibly run some type of accelerator or something in the future. That is something that um, I have been, uh, you know, asked us to do many times. I'm just a little busy right now, but, um, you know, definitely something that I would probably do in the future for sure. You know, I think that is one of the uh, paths as women that we need to take is the more successful women we have, the more we need them to give back and become angel investors. And that in itself is going to perpetuate leveling the playing field. And I, I'm glad you're headed down that path. And uh, just as important as funding is mentorship. So I applaud you for doing the mentorship. That's just as valuable. Uh, when we've done our pitch fest in the past, the people that have won and gone on to be successful have said, that it wasn't just the funding, it was having other women believe in them and help mentor them and that that was just as valuable. So I appreciate that feedback. Um, you have already done in the six figures with your sales and you are rocking and rolling and growing like crazy, right? Uh, which I applaud you. And you sell this online, uh, rxbra.com, correct? Yes. And also directly to surgeons. Yes, we sell directly to plastic surgeons mm -hmm. uh, all over the U.S. Uh, and in uh, Colombia, and we're expanding soon. Um, we sell them online at rxbra.com. We actually now have RX mask uh, that you can purchase on the RX bra site. We were asked to create a mask out of the same oh. fabric as, as the bra. I didn't mean to have it here, but I do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a headband, so you can pull it, pull it down when you need to. Uh, but it has the far infrared and also the addition of silver yarn. So it's antimicrobial. Um, and then we I want to get one of those and you can get it at rxbra.com. Yes, you can. Cool. I love the way you shift it with the COVID and that you're meeting a need. That's awesome. We are the exclusive distributor for uh, some really great test kits out of Hong Kong called the Jeans Print uh, Test Kit. So wow. yeah, we're, um, we're distributing PCR swab kits. Yeah, so just like your pitch, uh, same with your business, you bob and weave to the times. Yes. <laughs> um, so um, I know you started your career at FITM and then you know worked in this bra industry for so many years and now you're on your own rocking and rolling. Um, what is your future? Do you wanna roll out other products or do you just wanna grow this product right now? I mean, obviously you're rolling out the mask and some other things, so are you broadening your um, your uh, products and also besides online, are you looking to get into retail space? We uh, have had people reach out about retail. We are open. We are open to that. We had some meetings about that this morning, actually. Um, we are, we were looking into other garments uh, before COVID happened and we, they, we developed the prototypes because we were asked to make some things for a uh, liposuction. Um, and then for uh, when, you when you have different types of incisions on your arm. 
and we made them and then the COVID thing happened. So like many people, our business, you know, sort of had an unexpected shift. Um, and we are, we're actually extremely busy right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I think people having a little more free time, there's a lot of breast augmentation going on for various reasons. Um, and along with our, you know, our mask, um, so we're pretty inundated, frankly, right now. Um, but we will pick up with our other products because we, we do get asked for those. Um, you know, and, and everyone thinks, you know, that the infrared is really effective and they love how comfortable it is. So we'll definitely expand into other products. Hopefully, um, you know, maybe in the new year, hopefully a lot of this has died down a bit. Um, yeah, we're excited. That's great. That's awesome. So you have a team calling on doctors or do doctors go to your website? How does that work? They uh, normally find us through our website, through Google or on Instagram. Very cool. And your uh, social media is at RxBra. Mm -hmm. Great. Yes. So people can find you on social media. They can find your website. If they know someone or they themselves need your product, um, it's available online, which is really cool. Um, and it's patented in the U.S. and uh, other countries? It's patent pending in the U.S., yes. Great, great. What an amazing idea. I mean, you know, the bras really haven't changed much over the decades, you know? And so it, it's, it's great that we're starting to see some new products in this arena. Um, and, and especially for these specific niches that you're targeting. Um, but just for, like you said, overall breast health. And I think that's really cool. I can't wait to get one and try it on and uh, check it out. And uh, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. I know you're super busy. So thanks for taking the time to inspire other entrepreneurs as well. And we wish you such luck on your journey. And uh, we will be here to support you in whatever way we can to uh, promote RX Bra. We think it's a great product and we think you are ingenious. Thank you so much for having me. And if there's any uh, women entrepreneurs or any entrepreneurs period out there that have, you know, just a quick question, you can find me on LinkedIn and just, just ask me. I don't always have time, but if I do have the time, I'll definitely, you know, try to give you uh, an answer if I can. There's a lot of people that help to me. So I like to, to keep it moving. That's very cool of you. So look up Rachel McCrary on LinkedIn uh, or on social media and visit their website if you'd like to get their product or send it to a friend. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone, remember to invest in her. Make it a great week and check us out at She Angels on social media. Have a great day. Created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.